My fellow Earthlings, friends, family, general well-wishers and podcast listeners, I come to you with a heavy heart and put myself at your feet praying for your forgiveness. I can't believe I have to say this. It's been a long time. We shouldn't have left you without a dope beat to step to. Step to. Step. Step to. Step. Step to. Yeah, I mean, as much as I like that, that song, I do have to take issue with it because it's actually a dope beat to which to step, technically. Oh, thank you. <laughs> that is the sort of pedantic nonsense up yeah. with which I will not put. I mean, <laughs> we're ending up... Prepositions! <laughs> with prepositions, I don't know. I don't like the standard we're setting. <laughs> Think of the children. This is a completely Having different podcast. Having said that, R.I.P. Aliyah. Aliyah. However you say that. I thought we were going to say R.I.P. Timberland, which is unfortunate. <laughs> Breaking news. <laughs> He's locked up in Rob's basement. (laughs) (laughs) Now that was just plain silly, but this is the latest adventure from Podcast the Movie, your most bestest source of pop cultural ephemera. I'm joined by the Stuart Copeland and Andy Summers of this podcast in that they don't write any of the songs, but without them, I'm just a gigantic tantric jazz wanker. (laughs) It's Alastair Duncan and Rob Newcomb. Hello. That was an unusually good intro. Unusually, they're all gold. They are 24 karat. And um, the female voice you're hearing chuckling along is our good friend, uh, Madeline Lang. Welcome back. It's been good. Yes. I I don't know what it's been good means. (laughs) Uh, It's been a long time. The Uh, last probably 45 seconds have been good. Yeah. Yeah. It's all downhill from here. Forward, not so sure. Um, Yeah, happy to have you here gracing our presence once more be back awesome well it is a great show today if i do say so myself and i just did so deal with it uh on this week's show we have the return of the mac the fleetwood mac that is an exciting prospect or just one more step keeping nick stevie nicks away from her swedish synth pop album stevie nicks and nikki and the dove (laughs) yes i would listen to that she did her last album was produced by dave stewart of the Arrhythmics, which is maybe as close as she's going to get in this day and age to making a synth pop album, but Damn. it wasn't all that good. One day. One, One day. day. All right. Also, Katy Perry has been forced to take off her spinning peppermint bra by her insurers, which gets the ears pricking up of every single San Diego Comic-Con attendee, even from over here. We'll also be talking about that. Next is the ever-popular and potentially litigious AVNA. And because I enjoy putting you on the spot, how would one describe such a thing? Uh, I would describe it as a fun time where everyone <laughs> just has a nice time. <laughs> just, it's fun. <laughs> and it's nice. If I, had to, if I had to choose two adjectives, one would be fun and the other would be nice. That is a nail would, in the coffin. I would describe it as a massage where it hurts a little bit. Like, they get their elbows in there. Like, <laughs> oh my God, that's how it's written in our script. Yeah. <laughs> And finally, if a week is a long time in politics, then it's an even longer time on the internet. Rob Newcomb has starved himself of pop culture ennui for the last few days. Let's see if we can pad something out of that. And Madeline has been without internet, I believe. So, so. yeah, this is just a terrifying So, Mitch and I will be acting as quiz masters, and Madeline and Rob will be quiz mistresses, (laughs) I think. Yeah. (laughs) Yes, that's how we're going to say it. As Richie Valens said to Big Bopper when they were looking at their transport situation, What's the worst that could happen? (laughs) (laughs) That's cutting 50, 60 year old satire right there. Too Too soon. soon. (laughs) Okay, Fleetwood Mac have a special place in all of our our hearts. Their good time, catchy melodies, charting relationship breakdowns and drug abuse have endured the decades better than most. And we're not even going to be contrarian assholes and say they were better as a blues rock combo. 
in a, in a recent interview with head tambourine shaker Stevie Nicks, it was revealed that The Mac would return in 2013 for a full tour. There's not much else known beyond that, but it is the first tour they've done since 2009. As previously, uh, Christine McVie has said thanks, but no thanks. And best of all, they have no new material to support, <laughs> which is, yeah. It's like Probably we don't, the best, actually. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I always hate those. Like, oh, this is something from our new album. Mm. Awesome. Uh, now, I recall almost a decade ago, there was a sudden wave of oldies radio staples coming to Brisbane. I was still at home and managed to swindle tickets uh, to most of them out of my parents. We saw Rolling Stones, David Bowie, and the Eagles in the space of a few months. But the max cheapest seats were, like, something ridiculous, costing more than the Bowie most expensive seats. What is it about Fleetwood Mac that still wields so much power? Well, I think once everyone heard the, the first Midlake album, they kind of started pretending that they'd been listening to Fleetwood Mac for years. Right. I had a certain ex-boyfriend for whom that was very much the case. <laughs> <laughs> I think we all know who that was. <laughs> Rob Newcomb. <laughs> <laughs> yes. No, no, no. I just like, I don't know. Rumours is so good. I mean, I'm not the first person who said that. I'll be shocked <laughs> all breaking new ground. But like, they just, ah, just everything about them. Just the hooks are so catchy. They, I don't know. They just have like an almost supernatural way around a really, really good pop song. So. Mm. And even during the 80s when, I mean, they, they, their best days were behind them. They, know, would, they would manage like one or two singles album. that just blew everything out of the water like that was a single of the year like honestly beginning to end tango in the night's a really good album people people hang a lot of shit on that one because it was like they were deep into their sort of abusing whatever things that they were abusing at the time and they had sort of just new members other. come in in the background and do a lot of the songwriting but like i don't know it just still has that fleetwood mackiness to it you know the stevie nicks tracks are really just over the top, you know, like Seven Wonders, that one. Mm. And Lindsay Buckingham was incredibly bitter throughout. You know, I mean, it opens with Big Love, and, like, no album that opens with Big Love can be bad. That's true, that's true. Well, I've managed to miss them. Like, I missed Fleetwood Mac when they toured last time, and Stevie Nicks toured Australia last year, but I was overseas at the time. Ouch! uh, Yeah, have yet to see them live in any kind of configuration. So even if it's, like, 300 bucks for a seat, I'll probably end up going to see them. It's not going to be that far off. I think that's what it was, the, the like front row seats which came with a commemorative Fleetwood Mac <laughs> ass cushion was like $450 or something like that in a decade ago's time. So it's not going to be cheap. Start saving your pennies. All right, story number two. Katy Perry is obviously a totally classy lady, ex-Christian rock musician turned pop sex kitten and the first one to warn us of the dangers of feeling like a plastic bag. <laughs> Did you ever feel like a plastic bag eaten? By a dolphin because it looks like a jellyfish that was a lyric that didn't end up going in the song. i just always assumed that whoever wrote that song uh, had no awareness of american beauty yeah yeah i mean I, I always went to an american beauty place when i heard that so i don't know if Katy perry has seen or is aware of that movie but you know <laughs> that was like super profound at the time and it's yeah. still like super profound today that's true all right she is also fairly fond of her chest level appendages as they seem to be the focal point of most of her video tv appearances and costumes there's fireworks there's whipped cream she literally shoots whipped cream out of them i, I saw her live um, well i mean with the aid of like a mechanical device not actually she doesn't yeah. Yeah. i saw her live on stage and she had whipped cream cannons on each boob and just let how are they are they automated like how do they are they timed 
I don't know. Is there someone employed to control <laughs> yeah. specifically? Maybe she's got something in her armpit that she could have. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I don't know these things. Splatter packs. Okay. Uh, during the press rounds of Part of Me, the 3D Katy Perry movie, which is totally a sentence. Which I've also seen. Oh, of course What I did do. you... My brother has seen it three times and has been trying to get me to go see it with wow. him at the whole... He's a very camp 12-year-old. He's if he's seen it three so times, cute. then we... That, that covers all of it. It's honestly really bizarre. It's yeah. like part sort of documentary. She visits her grandma's house in Las Vegas. The grandma's just baffled and doesn't know what's going on. <laughs> and like her parents are these evangelists, these traveling preachers. But it's funny because you see before and after footage. And the before footage is this like grainy, you know, whatever. The father's dressed in like slacks and a polo shirt yeah. preaching to some congregation. And then after... It's just them, you know, he looks like Ozzy Osbourne, oh. just like reclining, you know, on some couch backstage and he's just like decked out. He's got this really shiny jacket. <laughs> so, you know, I don't think the parents like I kissed a girl or any of that, but they have obviously been, you know, suckling at the commentator yeah. for success. <laughs> yeah. doing, like, They'll take the good parts. Yeah. All right. Well, during, during her press, Perry continued the Mamory monologue with this, the UK Sun newspaper, where she revealed that her insurance company has advised the singer to stop wearing her signature candy colored dress since her hair could get caught in the spinning lolly things and <laughs> and lead to neck strain. It's not certain whether she brought up the topic or was coaxed after the Sun reporter uh, went four tits and made a lunge for them, <laughs> as all <laughs> UK news reporters would. So is this a case of nanny state gone mad? Beyonce's legs are insured, I think. So, I mean, David Lee Roth tried her... to insure his penis. <laughs> I don't think her breasts are insured, are they? No. Like, they're just her whole health insurance whole, company is saying, is, yeah. Don't, yeah. don't get your hair caught in your boobs because yes. that hurt. I reckon that would have to be, though. Like, <laughs> if her insurer is saying this, I reckon somewhere there would be a policy document that says, you know, if Katy Perry loses a boob in, like, a, I don't know, teppanyaki accident, <laughs> she's got, like, five million bucks per boob. Yeah. Mm. Or, or, you know, eight million for both. I don't know. So you get, like, a discount. Yeah, if it's both. If she loses both at the same time, she loses out. All right. Well, who gets the costume now that she can't use it? I'll have it. <laughs> <laughs> Just for, you know, wearing around the house. Yeah. Why not? I don't know. Maybe Carly Rae Jepsen could use like a leg up, or like Rebecca Black. I mean, these are both people who are like <laughs> clinging on to you know pop music stardom by the absolute coattails. So <laughs> I guess it would be a step up for either one of them. You know, I was looking at Rebecca Black's Wikipedia page. That's weird. Friday. <laughs> Well, that's not weird. <laughs> that was that was that was the tenth weirdest thing the, Alistair did on Friday. The most yeah. Normal of this conversation. But you know, like Friday charted, like you know, not very high, but it was in the charts. She subsequently released something like three singles on her Wikipedia page. There's just like a dash for failed to chart after each one. So you know. Oh. She needs yeah. something to, to reinvigorate. So peppermint spinning peppermint bra spinning is bra, obviously maybe. the only Isn't logical she about conclusion. Fifteen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's never they too early. They cover up yeah. the boobs. It's fine. Yeah. It's a trading peppermint bra. Yeah. <laughs> and finally, the San Diego Comic Con is by far the pop cultural mecca to beat all others. What started out as a pokey collection of true sci-fi and hard fantasy geeks in a small conference room has grown into a mega industry, now taking in... Oh, what's so funny about that? I just got flashbacks to, like, party downs. Roman! Roman. I yeah. thought, as soon as I saw it, said he hard fantasy, hard sci-fi. He's a hack sci-fi. who knows nothing he about hard sci-fi. Dragons and dragons and shit. <laughs> my, my apologies. Sorry, Roman. All right, it now takes in over 130,000 people over four days. The focus has changed to... Kind of like your mum. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> 
The focus has changed too, moving from things of the nerdier realm to pretty much any sort of entertainment as it has gained popularity. These days, it's where Hollywood makes announcements of billion dollar blockbusters and its guest stars and panels are plenty. Um, I think some people have been shitty about its transformation like it has sold out geek culture. But there's, there's always so many things to get excited about. Do you feel like it has gone away from its essence and has been pushed into the mainstream a little bit? Um, well, I mean, it definitely has, but I don't see that as being a huge problem. Like, there's still a massive network of other comic book conventions in the US that so happen many. over the course of the year. Um, the New York one is really the one where I think the comic book industry has shifted its focus toward right. announcing new stuff at, at NYCC. Um, and I, I really enjoy the ride every year of... of reading all the reportage from San Diego, seeing what kind of worthless blockbusters I'm going to be wasting my time with over the next 24 months or so. Yeah, everyone does it. Like, you know, new series of television. So mm -hmm. I think Homeland revealed what they were going to do. Breaking Bad was out in, in large force. Anything you want to announce from, from video games to, to movies to obviously comic books get a, get a small it's spot like kind of a in the corner. Yeah. There. yeah, it seems like you have to do it unless you don't. Unless you want your movie to be terrible, it's like and it's like a big deal if you don't. It's almost it's almost gotten to the point where like because I think Nolan didn't do anything about Dark Knight Rises at SDC last year, tanked. and so that yeah, yeah, yeah. that's obviously going to be a massive failure. <laughs> but I think that that almost like probably built up more anticipation because it was like wow they don't even need to do Comic Con. So if you do it cleverly, it's all right. Mm. But, yeah. yeah, but yeah, otherwise you you probably need to go there. Yeah. All right. Well, what have, what have we actually seen that's getting us a little bit excited? Um, well, the the big a couple of the big panels are about to happen in the hours after we record this. Um, so announcements about Iron Man three and Marvel Studios slate for the next couple of years. So that might be Guardians of the Galaxy, Black yeah. Panther. There could be a number of things that they're likely to announce. But in terms of stuff that actually has been, uh, one of the things I've been very excited about is uh, Elysium, which mm -hmm. is uh, direct will be directed by Neil Blomkamp, who previously did District, District Nine. Yeah. So details I think have been pretty scarce, although it does have Matt Damon and Jodie Foster in kind of a dystopic future where there's there's uh, the super rich live on this ship outside the Earth's orbit, and the the leftovers are left to kind of fight for power on the Terra Nova. Isn't that, that could be like a little the bit plot of Wally? Yes. And yeah, pretty much, yeah. Well no, there are actually still people left on Earth in ah. this one, like all the, the, the underclasses. So I think Matt Damon plays a guy who like gets radiation poisoning and then tries to get to Elysium, like mm. the, the space station, so that he can get cured, but has to become a totally badass cyborg for reasons which are kind of opaque right now, <laughs> but which I'm sure are cool. Yeah, that'll be totally cool. <laughs> Uh, anything else? Uh, yeah, well, there's Pacific Rim, which is Guillermo del Toro's next one. Which you described as the best thing of all time. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Okay, so, like, the the uh, you know the Japanese kind of monster movie tradition, the, the kaiju uh, tradition thing, it's that meets guys in giant mech suits, basically. It's got Idris Elba, Charlie Hunnam, a bunch of other people, but, like, Idris Elba and Charlie Hunnam. Uh, in giant robots. Fighting Godzilla. Godzilla. And, so, and it's, it's already set up for the porn uh, remake. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> and you know, Whitey is making a Godzilla movie. What can possibly go wrong? <laughs> Puff Daddy is not producing, remixing any Led Zeppelin song, so that's nice. I I haven't been following it that closely. I'm more of an E3 kind of nerd, but I did read this morning that um the guys who are taking over Community yep. did a panel. Uh, in which they basically they promised prostrated that it themselves suck. before an auditorium of community fans and said that they were going to 
stay true to the the spirit of the first three seasons. They they dropped some hints. They said maybe there's going to be like an Inspector Space Time Convention based episode, like where Arbed goes to an Inspector Space Time Convention. So you know, right. obviously seen the first three seasons of the show. So they're that's aware. Good, that's a good start. <laughs> yeah. good start. Really I don't want to come across as like a crazy community fan because I'm not. I'm a bit hit and miss on that show, but I just thought it was interesting, you know, that these guys kind of had to come and, um, yeah, justify themselves in front of, like, an auditorium of nerds. I thought mm. that was interesting. A mm. jury of people who are not their peers. <laughs> 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 Nor will ever be. Okay. Uh, that's all for our news today. If you want to find out anything else, follow our Twitter account at Podcast the Movie or check out the SoundCloud page. So, yes, it has been renamed the fun and nice segment, but we're just going to stick with uh, AVNA for the moment where we pick the best audio, visual, and all-round awesome things for our week. Who would like to go first? Who's on first? Well, I don't have an audio, so I will not. <laughs> All right, well, I'm sitting on the left-hand side here, so it's a little, Left like, to the insight <laughs> into the, how we do this. This is our augmented reality <laughs> machine. Behind-the-scenes podcasting information. You know, my audio this week, um, I actually went... Uh, this last Thursday night to see Vanshee play at the Hi-Fi. Oh, I um, missed that. Yeah, they were, I mean, they were all right. But I actually, it was a, the case where, you know, sometimes you see a support band who actually blow you away way more than the band you actually came to see. And I actually found that this was the case with this show. Um, the support band was this trio called Rufus, um, who are, I believe they're from Melbourne. I don't know, they, they seem like they really wanted to impress. You know, Vanshee... Well, I really like them. They just seemed a little bit... They're very too cool for school. They were kind of coasting a bit. And the singer was wearing a terrible sweater. (laughs) (laughs) Which kind of coloured my impression somewhat. Um, So yeah, Rufus. I was really pretty impressed by them. Alright, so my audio is a British band called Teen Sensations, who are a surf pop. Uh, Really, like, fun. Like, I've never had so much fun seeing a band. I've seen them maybe three times now. And everyone just kind of stands in front and you look around, everyone's got the biggest smile on their faces. It's like the most fun band you'll ever see. And yeah, so they're releasing a EP later in the year, I think, going to be called, well, they said this, but I don't know, I don't know if it's true, Not Pet Sounds. <laughs> uh, they, they've got a lot of songs like Chick City, Get Fit for Summer, uh, Surf and Sway. It's very like, I don't know, if they are not if they are a joke band, they need to stop being a joke band because it's, it's seriously good. Cool. And they, so they, they wear like matching outfits. It's just... The most fun you will ever have seeing a bet. So if you see them around, you should see them. Well, fucking Weezer are touring. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't hold it in much longer. This has to be my A. Uh, they're promoting this as the, they'll be playing the Blue Album in its entirety in a greatest hits set. So I assume in a greatest hits set, you would just end up playing the Blue Album in its entirety <laughs> yeah. anyway. Wrap um, up with El Scorcho. Yeah. Off the mic, walk off stage. They seem to be well resigned to just be a nostalgia act whether whether an acknowledgement of their best years being behind them and i think we can all come to a happy place on that so i think tickets go on sale in about a week and they're probably going to be way too overpriced because rivers doesn't invest wisely but (laughs) i will we'll probably see it well my v for this week it's not something i've seen it's something i'm refusing to see (laughs) (laughs) so stuck on that Uh, i am no, I the am, weirdest rebellion ever. This is this is going to be a controversial position, but I am boycotting the Dark Knight Rises. <laughs> it can't be done. I have my reasons. This isn't just a <laughs> random thing that I've decided to do. Like I, I don't know. I I take issue with a lot of big Hollywood blockbusters these days, 
superhero movies to a certain extent, but just kind of everything. A lot of movies feel the need to just be dark for their own sake and have lots of grinding, wob, wob, wob kind of sounds on the soundtrack and just go into a lot of torture and torment and violence and darkness. And that kind of thing has, has a place, but... I'm yeah. seeing... I, I completely agree with you, Al, but I'm, I'm seeing it because I can't not see it. <laughs> this is the position that I'm, I, yeah. I understand I, yeah. and appreciate. I saw the but... trailer of it before Cabin of the Woods and I almost, like... I like kind of physical shakes. I was so excited <laughs> to seeing it. Like it looks, I agree with what you said, Alistair, but with the dark Knight, I just found it so much fun as well. Like I, as dark as it was, like I actually enjoyed it and, it, and I've seen it maybe four times since then. So I don't know. Like, yeah. <laughs> but that might be because like at the heart of it, uh, the Joker was a, like a twisted, demented comic foil. Yeah. yeah. I don't think we're going to see one liners from Bane. No. Or Catwoman. No. That's the other issue. Why Catwoman. have Tom Hardy in your movie and then cover him up? Cover up his, his beautiful face. <laughs> yes. Those lips. Gotta let him be Tom Hardy. That's the question for the ages. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I like Christopher Nolan. I like every other movie that he's done that hasn't been a Batman film. I love Inception. You know, Memento. This is yeah. his, I'm not racist, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. a whole bunch of... Some of my best friends are Christopher <laughs> Nolan. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I can't handle it. Uh, so, oh, who's doing Kevin of the Woods? You, you go ahead. You I'll fight the, for I'll it. I'll do this SNL thing. Fight for it. Right. I didn't, what can I say other than it? That it was amazing! so good. It was one of the first movies in a long time where, like, Rob and I saw it on a mandate last week. And it was the first one where I was like, I could quite easily go see that right, right away. Now. Yeah, 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 literally. I was like, I want to see it again right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it right. was just, you know, fantastic. Um, so my video for this week is The Amazing Cabin in the Woods, uh, which is, it's, it's still playing, isn't it? Yeah. But only at the yeah. barracks. It's only at the yeah, barracks, yeah. yeah. It's literally the best movie I've seen this year, I think. It, I went in and then just, it blew my mind. <laughs> like, I, I don't like horror movies. I I was worried about going to see it because I don't really like but it wasn't really scary it was just gory and cool and every I had no idea where it was going to go I don't know I knew something weird was going on mm -hmm. and the whole time I was waiting going what's what's going on here whereas he was just like oh my god like you know like yeah. he had no idea and I think it was so cool how they all the characters like they just took it to a level that you, you don't really see in horror movies and you will, like, you can't give it away, but... That's it. Just, yeah, yeah. Well, it's quite original in that, you know, I liked that you don't really know who to root for throughout, yeah. Yeah. which was quite deftly, you know, handled. The script was quite well written. Okay. I kind of feel like Drew Goddard maybe wrote the plot and Weirdon wrote the wisecracks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know how that broke down, but th there was certainly some textbook Weedon dialogue in there. Yeah, because yeah. I was like, if this isn't Joss Whedon, someone's right inhabiting Joss Whedon's body like, yeah. to do this. Like... I, think, I think Goddard printed out the script and just highlighted areas that said like insert pop culture <laughs> yeah. reference here. <laughs> yeah, it was just completely subverted everything you think you know about horror movies. It was so good. Awesome. <laughs> Loved it. Cabin in the Woods. Yes. Yeah, so good. So <laughs> good. Uh, yeah, so being one of the three of us that was going to talk about Cabin in the Woods, um, I'm going to instead loathe as I am to give Channel 7 a shout out. Um, at the moment on their Plus 7, which you can get on the PlayStation 3 Presumably on... On their computer, on, on Sony... Sony, on Sony tele, um, I think maybe... Oh, the Sony TV? Yeah. Thing. There, are, there are all kinds of ways to get this, but yeah. um, along with all of the shit they normally show, uh, up on Plus 7 at the moment, they have 35 old episodes of Saturday Night Live going right back to 1975. So the one I'm looking at right now 
uh, guest starred Richard Pryor and Jim Belushi doing his samurai thing, which was amazing. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, so 35 episodes going right up to, I think, around 2009. Uh, some of the most sort of iconic, um, what's name, guest hosts guest, guest and things, host. you know, like Alec Baldwin, when Steve Martin came back. The one that seems to be missing is the one where Eddie Murphy came back and guest hosted, because that was one of the best episodes of all time. Yeah, 35 episodes of these up, and they're available for one year, so don't rush. This, yeah. is, this is really exciting for me because I've never watched Saturday Night Live, when I, and, but every time I listen to like a comedy podcast or anything like that, they're just constantly Saturday Night Live. This episode, when this guy's on Saturday Night Live, it's like... Well, it seems like, all right, no, no one is ever saying that all the moments of Saturday Night Live are pure brilliance. No, it's I incredibly think, hit and miss. I think... Always um, has been. Yeah. It's like, yeah. what, a 90 minutes of sketch comedy that and invariably 60% of it goes for 200% too long yeah it's, it's a premise that would be great for a two minute sketch but they have to fill eight yeah you know that that's kind of a defining thing on Saturday Night Live but, but the, the choices here on, on Plus 7 actually seem pretty good they've, they've done a good choice well, well curated Channel 7 yes um, so yeah which Plus is 7. a sentence apparently <laughs> now. Yeah. it is now it will never happen again <laughs> so SNL that's yeah. me yeah well, my awesome thing for this week uh, is actually um, a TV show that I've recently caught up with. It's um, Tim and Eric, awesome show, great job. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. I've never seen it. It's really good. It's um, it's out on DVD here, I believe, mm-hmm. but I recently interviewed um, Eric Wareheim uh, because they're doing uh, a tour of Australia very soon with their live act. But I'd seen little bits and pieces of Tim and Eric, but I sat down to watch a bunch of it over the last week. And it's just incredibly funny. It's a show that literally people either love or hate. Like, people absolutely despise it. You know, you go on the internet and you see people talking about, this isn't comedy, these people are idiots who've put one over on everyone. (laughs) At its heart, it's a very kind of surreal, almost like Dada-esque comedy. A lot of it, people sometimes call it (laughs) anti-comedy. Like, they'll do a sketch with them just, like, rolling around on the ground, moaning. It's short episodes, like 11-minute episodes. There are a lot of things like commercial parodies. Mm. There's this company, this fake company called Cinco, which just invents these horrific products. Like, there's a teddy bear full of pasta, and there's a, a commercial for that that you see, which is just horrifying. I want that. And, like, a lot of, you know, really disturbing kids' toys and things like that. It's that, and they have a lot of really good um, guest stars as well. You know, people like Rain Wilson. Um, Josh John C. Riley has an ongoing role in it, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah, yeah, as just a sad, sad man. <laughs> but like Josh Groban's in quite a few. Uh, he has a sense of humour, that guy. He, he's been in The Office. He's in that one episode. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but um, Zach Galifianakis as well is a recurring guest star. You know, when I interviewed Eric, he said that their live shows are basically like club meetings or something like because people who love this show just really connect with are so it so insanely obsessed with it yeah. yeah i think one of the very few episodes i've seen um neil hamburger guest stars oh, yeah. and when you talk about anti-comedy that's like an anti-comedy <laughs> like fucking perfect storm <laughs> and i don't really even know what happens i think he's a cab driver and then something has to but he's just drinking the entire way and doing that thing that he does where he just like clears his throat for 30 seconds <laughs> i mean it's, it's similar to a lot of those um Adult Swim. Is it an Adult it Swim? Is. Or is it is Adult Swim, yeah. yeah. A lot of those Adult Swim shows, uh, there's a small percentage of the population that will love everything about it. Yeah. Small percentage of the population that completely hates it. The majority of the world just doesn't, is it not aware of its yeah, presence. Yeah. 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 So that's fine. That style of thing that I just can't get enough of it. It's really funny. Uh, my also this week is a restaurant, actually, which uh, in West End called Vital. It's next, uh, next to the Hi-Fi. It's pretty much my 
favourite restaurant at the moment. Like, take everyone, I take everyone that I meet to there pretty much. <laughs> um, it's, they do really good tacos. That's pretty much their thing. It's like, they do a, like, I'm a vegetarian, so I've only tried, they do halloumi uh, tacos, pumpkin tacos, and uh, mushroom tacos. And this it's oh, so good. And, uh, yeah, I think they do pork belly tacos too, for anyone who... Yeah. Don't just... If you... Don't just broad stroke meat. <laughs> we, need, we need a fighter. Yeah, I guess know. they do ones with flesh or something. Yeah. Like. yeah. I guess some animals died for it. If you want to eat something dead, you can do that. <laughs> and they do uh, popcorn also with jalapeno butter. Pumpkin's and... dead. Mushroom's dead. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking kill the mushroom. So you could enjoy yourself. It's the best food I've ever eaten and there's never anyone there. But they play really good music there as well. Like, mm. uh, just old stuff, old 60s stuff the whole time. It's cool. So good. It's just all the food that you want. You just want to eat it. Like, it's, uh, can I have everything, please? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you should check that out. Cool. All right, cool. so my awesome, like, wrapping up this nice fun time that we've all had. Um, <laughs> it has been nice and fun. It has been nice and fun. Um, is... Okay, so the Hellboy movies with Ron Perlman, directed by Guillermo del Toro, yep. looks like a third one probably isn't going to happen at this point, which mm. is fine, because generally third movies, meh. Is it because Ron Perlman is actually 90? He's really old. He's, like, amazingly old. Uh, also, because Guillermo del Toro has, like, 18 things on his slate yeah. at any given is, time. Is Ron, Ron Perlman the one with the huge chin who is in Drive? Or yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he was in Drive. Was yeah, yeah, totally, okay. yeah. He's also in Sons of Anarchy, oh, if you've seen that. Yeah. yeah, okay. And he was in Beauty and the Beast many years before you were born. Um, but, you know, this this is <laughs> just like a nice... One? No, the, um, the 80s, 80s TV series with Linda Hamilton. Oh, okay. Yeah, there was a whole, like, this, like, underground network of, like, monstrous freaks. And right. she was, like, a lawyer or something. And she fell in love with Ron Perlman, who had, like, a weird cat face. Okay. Because <laughs> the thing with Ron Perlman is he's one of those actors who's really good at working under a shitload of makeup, mm. which is why he was great in Hellboy. Anyway, the point of all this is... Um, <laughs> The Make-A-Wish Foundation in the US, there's a little kid, like five or six-year-old kid who's um, recovering from leukemia, hopefully recovering, um, but his, his Make-A-Wish thing was to get to meet Hellboy. Awesome. So Ron Perlman got wind of this and like put on the full makeup and the costume and went and hung out with this kid for a while, like in character. Amazing! Yeah. Um, so the, the, the video of it's on YouTube, like Make-A-Wish Foundation put it up on YouTube and it's just it's just really sweet and like, like playing. good on him for doing that. Like I would have just... Sick or not, I would have absolutely shat my pants as a kid <laughs> if, if somebody had pulled something like that for me. You know, like yeah. Batman rocks up at my house or whatever. Plays catch, does rock, paper, scissors <laughs> yeah, yeah. with his rock hand. Yeah. <laughs> would have been awesome. Mm. So yeah, that was just a, that was a nice thing. A nice fun thing yeah. for that little boy. Uh, and, and presumably for Ron Perlman as well. So good on you, Ron. Nice fun, Ron Perlman. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> Uh, all right, well, that, that's, a, that's a great way to end it on a high note for uh, AV&A this week. Uh, not to say that all of yours were low points, obviously. Uh, <laughs> listeners, if you want to find out more about anything we've been talking about, follow our Twitter account at Podcast the Movie or our SoundCloud page. Now, this hopefully will not get too mean-spirited, but, uh, but with us four, you can never really be too sure. Basically, circumstances have left Rob, and we've just found out Madeline as well, cut off from the internet for a few days. Circumcisions have left Rob cut off. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
We're keeping that. Yeah, we're staying in there. Honestly, to both, he's handled it better than most. But it did give me an idea to just test how much he has missed out on. This is Man vs. Internet, our glimpse into the life of a man as he is cast out into the land of zero internet connectivity. Or woman. Woman, yes. And how he... A land of zero internet connectivity or woman. <laughs> Basically, we'll just bombard them with questions from things that have happened this week and we'll see how they fare. Now these are these are multiple choice, aren't they? So yes. I do have some choice, uh, yeah. some some chance. Yes. yes. Yeah, okay. okay, you've got a you know twenty five percent chance. Yeah. In some of them. Obviously, talk it out. I like those odds. Try yeah. and agree upon an answer. If you disagree, that's fine. You can answer different things. If you disagree, in points, some cases it's better. Based on style yeah. and finesse. All right. So question one: What fairly well known abbreviation caused a Twitter storm this week when singer Cher had to ask what it meant? Mm. Oh. Was it uh, MIA? MDNA, BRB, or DTF? Hmm. I was going to say YOLO. Um, yeah, I was going to say LFF. They're not in there. They're not in there. That's definitely a wrong answer. So <laughs> do not pick it's those. Not, okay, so that's not it. I don't even know what MDNA is. Yeah, well, neither like, do I, so I'm going to go with that. <laughs> maybe you're like Cher in that respect. Yeah, maybe, maybe. I reckon she would have heard of that because Madonna has... Does Madonna have an album called MDN yeah. or something? Correct. Yeah, so maybe Cher was talking to Madonna and, she, and they were like, I don't know what it means, but it sounds like something fun. You're going to go with MDNA? Uh, I am, but oh, you right. do whatever you Well, want. I'm going to go with DTF. <laughs> Just to, yeah. just to throw a curveball. You don't think that Cher has any idea what <laughs> down to fuck me? I don't know. I don't think she's I don't want capable so. of that kind of stuff. Vulgarity. Anymore. Like her body would just fall off if she <laughs> Much like in Death that. Becomes Her. <laughs> All right. Well, the answer is actually MDNA. Next question. After a good deal of hype, including the one time back in 2008 when they famously turned down a $200 million buyout offer from Google, the website Dig sold this week for a paltry $500,000. <laughs> what does Dig actually do? A. It's a social networking site for dogs who dig for virtual bones. <laughs> B. Oh, it I links wish. your Twitter, Facebook, and other social networking sites together. Isn't that woof? That's woof. That's woof. <laughs> you just got C, woofed. It's a social news website allowing users to vote up or down on stories. D. It's an it's urban like city guide that helps people find cool places to eat, shop, drink, relax, and play. I think the uh, the thing, urban city guide is no Reddit's news. Oh, what's yeah, Reddit's Reddit's like everything. Uh, Reddit's just like the internet. Rating the best <laughs> things of the world. Um, Which is, no, that's just our podcast. I think Dig is the one where you can vote stuff up and down and like it It shows up on other websites. There's like what, what people are digging. It's a, one so time you or don't another. think it's a website for dogs? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm reasonably convinced it's not a website for dogs. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm going with whatever it was I just said. Yeah, I'm, I'm with Rob because I have no idea. Let's not prolong this. You guys are correct. All right. <laughs> nice. Two from two. Mm -hmm. this, is, this is not well, going as planned. Well, one I'm, of us got for two from two. <laughs> now, Wired Magazine this week brought our attention to XL Tech, a tech company that has developed an app for socially awkward situations. What will this app do? Will it A, emit a noise outside our range of hearing that blocks out the sounds of your farts? B, Text you conversation topics and random factoids for boring dates or family gatherings. C, fake phone calls so that you can leave boring conversations. Or D, make all birds in a two-kilometer radius focus on and attack people in your vicinity. <laughs> <laughs> um, I reckon the 
thoughts on that sounds like something you guys made up, but yeah. <laughs> I'm so pretty rest. I'm, I'm gonna go out on a limb and say the birds one probably isn't real either. <laughs> there yeah, there are only two things that I like: birds and everything. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I'm just gonna say that in case any birds are looking to attack me. <laughs> well, I haven't got the app, so it's fine. <laughs> guys, we have an answer. Um, B B was where they send you conversation stuff, mm. right? That sounds like something. So that sounds thing was like a, a real idea. thing. Yeah. 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 Yeah, B. Wrong! After a promising start, you guys are cratering. You're (laughs) crashing and burning. Well, I don't know how long um, it's been in in existence, but it is C, the fake phone call. I honestly thought iPhones could already do that. Like, that that was, like, literally part of their existent programming. All right. After the great success of 21 Jump Street, which starred sentient sex kebab, chatting (laughs) to him, and funny, no longer fat guy Jonah Hill, comes the inevitable gay porn remake. But the film features a very special guest star. Who is it? Is it A, Jonah Hill, appearing just for the lols? B, Richard Grieco, reprising his role in the original 21 Jump Street? (laughs) C, professional guy who acts in stuff, James Franco? Or D, professional weird-looking porn guy, Ron Jeremy? I did hear something about Franco making some kind of gay sex art movie. This is but not this doesn't, be an this is, that doesn't sound like a parody of Twenty One Jump Street. So. Twenty One Twenty One Hump Street. Hump Street. Oh, that was too easy. Yeah. I want it to be Richie Grieco. Yeah, I kind of want yeah, it to be Richie yeah. Grieco as well. Yeah, because the last thing he was in was um, you know that studio, The Asylum, that makes those really cheap knockoffs of current blockbusters. Mm. They did a movie called Almighty Thor that came out around the same time as Thor, and Richard Grieco played Loki in that and just looked really depressed. I, like I saw some clips from it, and he just. Looked, <laughs> He just looked sad. He didn't understand why he was there. Um, So in keeping with that, I'm going to say Richard Grieco. Richard Grieco. Sadly, the answer is Ron Jeremy, who has the distinction of also being in the 1988 porn version of 21 Jump Street, which I think was also called 21 Home Street. That's nice. Well, when when you're on a good thing. (laughs) Uh, all right, comedian Daniel Tosh this week has recently been in hot water for some I some, know this one. some offensive. I don't think you do <laughs> <laughs> for some offensive stand-up that that derived humor from rape. But before that, why was he known as a general douchebag? A, he was the one that convinced Britney to take a chance on a young upstart dancer named Kevin Federline. B, because of his YouTube trolling television show Tosh.0, the TV equivalent of some asshole making you watch random videos of people falling down while he provides his commentary over your shoulder. Uh, C, he was a Fox television executive instrumental in the cancelling of Arrested Arrested Development. (laughs) Or D, his favourite activities including acting out scenes from Entourage while party rocking to LMFAO. Well, the fourth one is why he's awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So that can't be it. My favourite guy's turtle. Is it the Tosh.2.0 thing? Well, yeah. That's, That's, are you just saying you got in trouble because this TV show is shit? No, like, I'm saying why yeah, was he an asshole before? He was not being a dick before the, the well, whole because, yeah, racing show business. Yeah, really awful, so I, that's what I I'll would give say. It, so that is the correct yeah, answer. Yeah, yeah. So his show is essentially like you're watching YouTube, but there's some asshole telling you stuff before you watch every clip. Like that's that, actually exactly yeah, the yeah, answer. That guy from Big Brother, remember? That was a thing? For yeah, there was oh, three yeah, idiots yeah. just going, yeah, sorry, remember that. someone, cute cats. Alrighty, so, Lindsay Lohan appears to be making a concerted effort at a Hollywood comeback. Uh, having just wrapped up her Liz Taylor movie, she's attached to star in the Brett Easton Ellis scripted The Canyons, but which famous James will co-star with her? A, professional guy who acts in stuff, James Franco. <laughs> B, porn star and known Ellis associate, James Dean. C, beloved lecherous guy and less than zero star, James Spader. Or D, normal person, James Woods. 
He's <laughs> just a totally normal guy. Um, I actually know this one. Okay. Uh-huh. Like, just straight up. It's James Dean. So, sorry about that. Like, uh, is there a guy called James Dean? Yeah, it's D- D-E-E-N. Oh, like, right. um, the second E thing. is for penis. <laughs> <laughs> Um, An American woman has filed a $9.2 million lawsuit this week against pop star Justin Bieber for A. Permanent hearing loss caused by the screaming of his fans B. Permanent hearing loss caused by her daughter playing his music too loud C. Refusing to read or publish her Bieber slash Fifty Shades of Grey masturbatory fan fiction or D. It's another paternity suit. Apparently Bieber really likes middle-aged mall tag. <laughs> well, I know it's only about hearing damage but I don't know what the, yeah, the not... details are. See, I intentionally yeah, yeah. put those two that yeah. were slightly yeah. different so down the rabbit hole you go. But... That's right. Well, we've gone we've gone like 50-50 without actually using our 50-50 life. <laughs> yeah. Because lines, I gave so it away. Um, okay, so what was it? The, the screaming of his fans or yeah. her daughter? Playing his music Playing too, loud. too loud. I'm kind of inclined to go with the one that's clearly more frivolous just because people do, you know, make some pretty frivolous Which one's lawsuits. more frivolous in that? Uh, I think the, the daughter thing is definitely right. more frivolous because you just turn the fucking stereo down. <laughs> yeah. like, I don't know. know what to do. Yeah. <laughs> what? Um, so yeah, I'm going to go with, uh, that was B, wasn't it? Yes. I'm saying B. B? I'll say B as well, yeah. No. Sadly you guys are stupid. So, memes, bizarre characters, and people willing to debase themselves for attention, come and go. <laughs> Which of these earned a place in the internet's collective heart this week? A. Remorseful Tyrese Gibson. B. Nipslip Tyra Banks. C. Overly attached girlfriend. Or D. Rabid spring break raccoon. <laughs> Which of those things is an internet meme this week? I think I've, I think even I should compete because I have no idea. Yeah. Remorseful Tyrese Gibson, Nip Slip Tyra Banks, Who's Tyrese Gibson? Girlfriend, or Rabid Spring Break Raccoon. Tyrese Gibson is the the non-Josh Dumal or Sheila Buff human character from the Transformers movies. I'm going to say... Oh, Tyra Banks, Nip Slip would be old news. We should all pick different ones. Raccoon. Yeah. Right. It's always better on Raccoon. I'm going to say the overly attached girlfriend. I'm going with remorseful Tyrese Gibson because I want to know what he's remorseful about. Mitch is going with yeah. Raccoon? Yes. Well, Madeline, you're Fuck right. off! Yeah. You built up! You pointed at me like I won and you raised your eyebrows. Overly attached girlfriend is a meme. She's not very funny, but very few Much things like like today. <laughs> yeah. Madeline loses double points for continuing to trust Rob. <laughs> she doesn't learn. Okay, final questions. Uh, at this point, I'll make the... I'll make it uh, you win one billion points so or you lose one billion points so (laughs) you're still in it with a chance okay this week another Canadian pop star has shocked the world when Carly Rae Jepsen revealed that A she has never once given out her number to someone and suggested that they call her maybe B she will put her pop career on hold while she goes back to university to gain her CPA C (laughs) similar to her three named pal Jamie Lee Curtis she was born with both girl and boy parts or D, her breakthrough song was originally called Text Me Maybe Because I Mean Who Really Calls Anyone Anymore. <laughs> she has both. I don't think she has both. I don't think she has both. Or Text Me Maybe. I would have heard about I don't think that. she has either. <laughs> <laughs> She's like a Ken doll down there. A Ken doll specifically. Not, not a Barbie doll. I think, it's, I think she's going back to get a CPA. It's, it's like, it seems the most plausible one. 
Seems like the smartest thing to do after one song. Yeah. yeah. Knowing that you'll never apex it. And I, I like that song, and she seems like a nice and fun person. So I'm going to assume that she's making <laughs> in the theme of a, a, nice a decision which is nice and fun and sensible. Oh, yeah. Well, I don't know now, because that sounds reasonable, but you guys told me not to go with Rob's head. So <laughs> but maybe you shouldn't listen to them <laughs> yeah, either. Yeah, like, maybe you guys yeah. are equally. She's a sentient being. She's finally <laughs> learning. Uh, All right, I'll give you five seconds. Right. Rob, what are you? I'm, I'm B. I'm CPA. CPA. Yeah. I'm going to say she hasn't, she hasn't given anyone a number. Wow. Alrighty. Madeline wins with so, probably yeah. negative point. <laughs> no. Madeline wins with a billion and five points. <laughs> Wait, does that mean she made five points already? Yes. Yeah. How wow. did she? Oh, okay. I think you're in the negatives. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I realised how prickish that made me sound. We're having a nice time here. <laughs> it doesn't really matter. It's it's kind of a moot point at this point yeah. because she has a billion and five points. All right, congratulations to Madeline. She has won man, woman versus internet for this week. All right, and I want to know what, what Tyrese Gibson is remorseful about. I'm assuming he is remorseful in some he way. He knows what he did. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, that's it for Podcast the Movie for another week. Wasn't that fun? Probably. Alright, well thank you regulars, Alistair and Rob and thank you irregular Madeline, it's always a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you very much for coming along. Um, Hit us up on our Twitter at Podcast the Movie or our SoundCloud page to let us know anything you feel like. Yay!